Welcome to The Abundant Life with your host, me, Brandon Kelly. Hey, welcome to episode 12 of The Abundant Life. I am your host, Brandon Kelly, and I am so excited that you are here with me today. We are continuing through book the book of John. We are now in John chapter 5. Before we get to the, the, the text, have you ever received bad advice? You ever gone to someone and received just bad counsel? You see, I have, and I've discovered that bad advice, bad counsel, it's very detrimental. It's the difference between handling the situation correctly and getting some bad advice and then going down a path that you would just never decide to go on if you were aware of where you were going. There's an SNL skit. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Saturday Night Live. I watch it a little bit every now and again. But there's this one skit that just sticks out to me, and it's so funny. This lady goes to a counselor, and the counselor is is pretty to the point. <clears throat> and she comes to him and says, I've got this problem. I've got this fear of being buried alive in a box. And he says, well, that's terrible. That, that's, just, that's just terrible. Why, why do you feel that way? And, and she says, I, I don't know. I just can't explain it. I just fear. I just fear it. <laughs> and his response is, okay, are you ready? I've got two words. And she says, should, should I write it down? I said, he says, well, you, you should probably be able to remember two words. It's just two words. But you can write it down. And basically, he's charging her per the five minutes. Okay, per five minutes. Not for an hour, but for five minutes. And this is what he says. He says, are you ready? She says, yeah, 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 I'm ready. Stop it. Just, just stop it. And she looks at him startled. Well, what do you mean, stop it? Just stop it. Why do you want you want to walk around the rest of your life being afraid to be buried alive in a box? He says, no, I don't. No, I don't. That's why I'm here. He says, just stop it. Just stop feeling that way. <laughs> says, I can't stop it. And he says, <laughs> he's got, I got like six words, however many words this is, because they go back and forth for a little while. And he comes to this. This is this is the way the skit ends. Stop it, or I'll bury you bury you alive inside of a box. <laughs> and and the skit ends, and she's very startled, very troubled at this guy. And that was bad advice, right? Because if someone has a phobia, you don't just tell them to stop it. I mean, that's that's the simplistic way of dealing with things. I wish that worked because it's pr- pretty much how I would like to deal with a lot of things that we struggle with. You just stop it. It'd be much simpler if we were able to do that. But you see, we worship the king of kings, and yet many of us believe we are stuck the way we are. You ever realize that? You ever been around someone who's a Christian, who's a Christ follower, and yet their struggle, the thing in which they are dealing with on a daily basis, maybe it's something they've been dealing with for a very long time, it seems to consume them. And even though we worship the King of Kings, the Prince of Peace, the Great Physician, many of us believe we are stuck the way in which we are. 
stuck with the struggles, stuck with the, the negative things in, in our lives. We believe we can't be changed. We believe we are too far gone. And let me just say, how dare we limit God? What we're going to see today in John chapter 5, verses 1 through 18, is, is a question that Jesus posed this guy who had been lame for 38 years, I believe. And we're going to see Jesus do what he does. And it's one thing to read about it in Scripture, but it's another thing to believe that he's going to continue doing the work in which he has always done, that he's going to continue doing the work now that we are in this, in this season of, of existence, that the Holy Spirit has come and we're going to see, we're going to find out whether or not we should believe that God is still at work in our lives. Because when we believe we are stuck the way we are, we are saying, we are declaring that we believe God is done with us. We believe that God is not at work in our lives and through our lives. So, John chapter 5, I'm going to read uh, verses 1 through 18. It's in the show notes if you go to brandonkelly.org, um, and, or if you got your own Bible, just pull that out. This is what it says, verse 1, After this there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, in Aramaic, in Aramaic called Bethesda, which has five roofed colonnades. In these lay a multitude of invalids, blind, lame, and paralyzed. Now you'll notice it. my translation, the ESV, goes from verse 3 to verse 5. I've got a link in, my, in the show notes um, that, that explains why verse 4 is not in there. I figured I'd just link to that rather than try and explain it and then uh, take up the whole time trying to explain that. Verse 5, one man was there who had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been there a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be healed? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool. When the water is stirred up and while I am going another steps down before me, you see they were trying to get into the pool so they could be healed from the water. And he's saying, Yeah, basically I, I do want to be healed, but I don't have a way to get into the pool. And Jesus said to him, Get up, take up your bed and walk. <laughs> and at once the man was healed and he took up his bed and walked. Now that day was the Sabbath. So the Jews said to the man who had been healed, It is the Sabbath, and it is not lawful for you to take up your bed. But he answered them, The man who healed me, that man said to me, Take up your bed and walk. They asked him, Who is the man who said to you, Take up your bed and walk? Now the man who had been healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had withdrawn as there was a crowd in the place. After which Jesus found him in the temple, and said to him, See, you are well. Sin no more, that nothing worse may happen to you. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had healed him, and this was why the Jews were persecuting Jesus, because he was doing these things on the Sabbath, But to, to make things worse. But Jesus answered them, My father is working until now, and I am working. Verse 18, this, is, this was why the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him, because not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. Making himself equal with God. First question I've got for you today from this text is, do you want to be healed? That was Jesus' question for this man in verse 6. 
Do you want to be healed? You see, I think that oftentimes, and I don't know about if this is your experience, but it's been my experience. When I've had a struggle, specifically for me, when I was dealing with a season of depression, I don't know if it was clinical depression, never got it tested, but I was dealing with a season of, of depression and despair. And it was almost as if I had let that, that, that struggle define who I was. And because of that, I was reveling almost in my struggle. That I didn't like struggling, but I wasn't to the point where I was able or willing to give it up. So do you actually want to be healed? Do you actually want to be healed? That's what Jesus asked this man who had been lame. He would, was not able to walk for 38 years. Do you want to be healed? Talk about having something be your identity. That's the lame man. That's the man who can't walk. Likely that is who he would have been known as. He's not Billy, but he is the lame man. Are you allowing your struggle to define you? And if you are, then I, asked, I have to ask why? Because what we see here is that Jesus is powerful enough to heal. But do you want to be healed? You see, th- this, is, this is still valid for you as a Christ follower. Because there, you know there are still things in your life that you struggle with. And just because you have been saved, just because you have tasted the grace of God, it does not mean that you are not reveling in your struggles. It may just mean that you have forgotten the power of God and the fact that he is able to heal you. He is able to deliver you from the struggles in which you are plagued by. Do you want to be healed? Jesus says he is Lord of the Sabbath, and because of that reason, uh, they were ready to persecute him. They were ready to question him, but then he made matters worse. And he called himself equal with God by saying, His Father is working until now, but I am working now. You see, for the Jews, they elevated a law of God above God's work through Jesus. They they elevated God's law above God's work through Jesus. How many times do we do this? We see someone doing something that is not right, that is a little bit edgy, a little bit about uh, outside of our comfort zone. And then we begin asking the question, why are you breaking that law or why are you doing that certain thing? You see, the Sabbath, they made rules around the Sabbath. It wasn't like they were breaking, that Jesus was breaking the actual Sabbath. Um, They made even more rules around the Sabbath so that they ensured themselves that they would not actually break it. So how oftentimes do we elevate some man-made rule above God's work through someone. What does Jesus do when he sees the man again? He says, go sin no more, that nothing worse may happen to you. Sin no more. Go sin no more. You see, sometimes a lot of people want to say that Jesus never confronted people's sin. I I don't think that is true. 
He leads with grace. He leads with ministry. He leads with the person. But at the end of the day, he calls out that person and says, I am calling you to something greater. I'm calling you to a life that is unlike what you've been living. Sin no more. Sin no more. So Jesus is calling himself equal with God. It's a theme that we see throughout the book of John that John is trying to show his reader that Jesus saw himself as God. And that is why the people wanted to kill him. They say, it says in verse 18, this was why the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him, because not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. And just a side note on the Sabbath, if, if you want to like have a discussion on that, like did he actually break the real Sabbath, God's designation for the Sabbath. Uh, Jesus says in the book of Mark, in chapter 2, he says in verse 27, he says, Jesus said to them, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Because this is something he was dealing with, not just once, but on, on a couple of occasions. That he would, he would do something that the Sabbath would talk about as not being lawful. And yet at the end of the day, he said that the man, the man, was not made for the Sabbath, but the Sabbath was made for man. The Sabbath was God's uh, thing that he put in place so that we would rest, so that we would understand that we have our dependence in one place, not in our work, but in our God. So my question remains, do you want to be healed? Whatever it is that you're going through, whatever it is that you're dealing with, do you want to be healed from it? Do you want to be delivered from it? Maybe you deal with anger. Maybe you deal with temptation. Maybe you deal with addiction. Do you want to be healed from it? Whatever it is. Because here's the truth. When you are willing to be changed, God's Holy Spirit will come into your life and change you. If you are in Christ, you have the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of you, and the Holy Spirit is working in you so that He can work through you. Making you more like Jesus, making you more like who God wants you to be. You could be a walking declaration of the goodness of God. When people look at you, they could declare, wow, look at what God has done in their life. Wow, I, I am so thankful that they were wanting to be healed and that God worked in them and now is working through them. People will notice when God takes a hold of your life. So, as an action, I'm going to stick to my 15 minutes today. Approach God every day in a posture of dependency. Do you want to be healed? The only way that that's going to happen is if you allow God's Spirit to do what God's Spirit wants to do. Do you want to be healed? God will take you and change you, and He will put you on a journey that you would never thought you could go on. Take it to the bank. Hey, thanks so much for joining me on episode 12 of The Abundant Life. I hope it's been a blessing. I hope it's been encouraging and challenging to you. Um, if it has been, would you do me a favor and go on to iTunes or Stitcher and subscribe? Leave a rating and a review. That would be awesome. It will help this podcast get in front of more people. And so that more people can live the abundant life in Jesus Christ, be encouraged on a weekly basis to do that. Thanks so much for joining me. And as always, you can also subscribe on brandonkelly.org. I've got some awesome, an awesome audio course plus daily devotional for you um, and only you if you'd subscribe. 
VIP people who are subscribed to my uh, blog are awesome. They are truly awesome. So you can do that. You can also catch all the show notes at brandonkelly.org. And until next time, we just keep asking you the question, do you want to be healed? And if you do, allow God to do a work in you, and then he's going to do a work through you, and just hold on for the ride. Talk to you soon.